The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The NFL offseason starting to take some shape. We have some new lines from BovadaSportsBook.com. We're going to be jumping into that. Uh, we might be looking into uh, some streaming stuff. I don't think we have a lot more of other sports today to talk about, but uh, maybe some life as well. You're listening to the Functional Sportsaholics. Sam, how you doing this week, buddy? What is up, my brother? Uh, you know, not much. I think we're both probably a little bit better than uh, than we were last week. Um, <laughs> you're on the mend. I'm on the mend as well, although I will say it was at a golf tournament this week and I was on some medication um you know stemming from kind of our discussions last week I was on some medication and I was having uh it was making me my body convulse and so like, like shake like shake right and yeah. um like it's like for some reason it's the right side of my, I still think it's more stressed than anything else but this medication was making me shake did I tell you about this Sam off the air yes you did yes you did okay I couldn't get the ball on the tee like I was bending over and my my arm was shaking. I was having real problems getting the ball on the tee. So, um, you know, it was kind of a work thing. I got through. I was telling my boss about it um, the other day, and he's just like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "I know." I was like, "You know, I didn't want to tell you about that before I was on the phone," but um, hopefully, it wasn't super noticeable. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sure it was a little noticeable. But I think the other well, people. How'd you play? Um, well, it's the first time really swinging clubs in like two years. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know how it is, man. Like, you, you just life is in the way. You know, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a family, you got work, and all this. I've been trying to get out to at least even go to the driving range for like a year, and I haven't been able to even even though I knew this event was coming up, I hadn't been able to get it together. And um, anyway, uh, long story short, I didn't play well. I went to Top Golf the day before, and I played pretty well. I thought. Um, like I was hitting my, the pins and all that. I get to the course on, this is a Friday event. I get to the course and it was so hilly. My li- like I wasn't on a patch of even ground all day outside of the tee box. Huh. And I don't play well in like downhill lies or whatever. Like I just, I could not hit buy a shot from the fairway. It was awful, but I hit a couple of drives. I hit a couple of putts and we were playing a scramble. So, you know, it's kind of best ball and, you know, that was good enough to help the team, but oh my gosh, like if it was me just playing around by myself in that <laughs> course, it, I wouldn't have gotten it done. And then on top of that, there was like, there was like a monsoon that week. So the fairways were like, you know how it is in Florida, man, like the fairways get swampy and your club just gets stuck when you yeah. swing. And that's yeah. how it was for me. And I'm not a big, well, you know, I'm not a professional golfer. I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty good, like on a non-challenging course, like I can shoot well under a hundred. Um, you know, in a non-challenging course, but I'm not somebody who like will go in and dig the ball out of the fairway, you know, and like, you know, shoot at like the grass in the air and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I like to just play an even ball, let the, let the club do the work, nice, easy swing. Every single shot from the fairway, my club would get stuck <laughs> into the grass and I'd hit it like 10 yards. It was, it was embarrassing, honestly, from the fairway, but it was a great day outside. The weather was, was perfect and, yeah. you know. It was, a, it was a charity golf thing, a work event. So, uh, you know, it was a great day. I just didn't play well. And I miss I miss playing golf, you know, and I've been the same way. I've been trying to get to the driving range for a year and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Amid, amid a pandy, you know, and still trying to get out to the driving range. And I still haven't been able to make it happen. It's something me and my girl want to do, like, kind of together. Mm-hmm. 
and we just we just haven't we just haven't gone. It's like always something else is going on or something else is up or the weather's crappy or you know, and I'm like, man, I really need to get out there and, and hit some clubs, man. You know, now that you're retired from basketball. Yeah. You know, you might be able to because what I had good luck and this is before you know, or really honestly, before you know, I, I had a family. So we're talking like eight years ago, <laughs> nine years ago at this point. Oh, my wedding anniversary is today, by the way. Oh man, yeah. what a eight what years a wedding eight that years. was! What a eight years, crazy man. I know, man, right? Crazy, Damn. crazy. So we've been together for ten years, married for eight years. I was like, wow, ten years. That's like my adult life, half of my adult life. His, uh, yeah, man, I can't believe it's been eight years. I know, man, wild. I remember, I remember that very vivid. So. Yeah, man, I know. Um, but yeah, so like it was before all then, and and my wife and I want to get out and all that stuff, but it's it's just hard. But what I did have success with was getting to the twilight fairs and just playing like nine holes and stuff like that, and that was really good. the The shame of it is like real close to me, there's a course that had like a nine hole par three. You know, where like you uh-huh. don't ever take your driver out. It's like all like 150 yeah. yards and in. I loved love that it. course, man. Just work on the irons, work on the putts. I love that. Oh, but they closed it down. Uh, they closed it down. So I don't know if it's going to be back open next year or what they're doing, but it's been closed now for two years, but it's still pristine. So like, I don't know what's going on. They hope <laughs> they bring that thing back because I loved that. I, and I was like five minutes, pop over. It was like six bucks to play. And just pop over, work oh, on your eyes. That's great, man. Sand trap, little water hazard here and there, but it was just, ugh, it was great. But anyway, yeah, it was it was more than a pitch and putt, you know, because a pitch and putt, you're uh-huh. like 30 yards and in. This was like, you yeah. did have to hit the ball off the tee, but you never really had to take anything else bigger than maybe a nine iron um, right. for, for it. It was great. But uh, anyway. Seven, seven is my favorite. I love a, I love a good seven iron. Seven, yeah. That's yeah. what they, when I took golf lessons, they said, you know, learn to hit your seven iron, you'll be able to hit everything. Yeah, that's pretty much what I use, a seven and a putter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Got to find that yeah. club. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like, uh, you know, I've been watching the Fantasy Football Almanac and, and Draft Guide, all that stuff that's still available on Amazon. I know a lot of people out there have their draft on um, on basically Labor Day weekend. Still plenty of time to get it. Check it out. Show notes below. Um, you get the free updates too. I think the last book publication was August 3rd after the Cam Akers news and all that stuff. But um, I've been running updates uh, weekly in the preseason. Um, by the way, the Buffalo Bills to me still look incredible. The Buffalo Bills, Bavada has at plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl, which is the one, two, three, four, the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. And, um, and I think deservedly so. But um, I'm seeing some other things that are intriguing me. And one of which, and now I'm not saying this is a, a, a like a Super Bowl pick, but the New York Jets, if you're betting on you know the the over under win total of the season, you got to bet on the New York Jets this year because you, you remember coming out of the draft, dude, is like they're the quarterback they picked Zach Wilson, Sam, looked yeah. like he was trying to be um, uh, what was the guy's name? What was that old Chicago Bears quarterback? For some reason, is Jim McMahon? Yeah, he's trying to be like Jim McMahon Jr. He looked like a bad guy from a karate movie. I think we were making yeah, fun of him, like Johnny Lawrence type. Yeah, know, I mean, guy. but he like, it, dude, he's balling out. This offense is good. The defense is going to be good. The defense for the Jets has always been underrated, anyway. But the offense, man, it's it's clicking, and I'm shocked by it. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a Jets hater. I'm not a Jets fan by any means. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not a Jets fan. They're going to be good. Um, and they're at plus. Bovada has them at plus ten thousand to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying I'm endorsing 
a plus 10,000 pick to win the Super Bowl. But what I am saying is if you're going to go on and you're, you, you're play over under um, for season win totals, the Jets, man, the, I think the Jets are going to win like seven games this year. They're good. They're good, and they run that Shanahan type offense. They got the new coaching staff in there, and this quarterback is a lot. <laughs> like I wanted to dog on him, he yeah. might be the best rookie quarterback so far. So that's far, crazy. now well, tra- they have that. They have that new coach that's like really big into holding people accountable. And, yeah, you know, it seems like I didn't know how much of the rah rah stuff will. You know who and who knows how you know if it has staying power. You know after they lose a couple games, you know, but. Right now, you know, like you said, it is, it is looking good, man. If you're going to make a, a team to to have an improvement this year, that's definitely definitely one to look at. It's wild, I, and I just like because look, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback. So let me walk that back a little bit. Trevor Lawrence is the best rookie quarterback. But I'm saying this is like Zach Wilson. If if you didn't know who Lawrence was and you're just coming in, and you're a football fan, and you know maybe you don't pay attention to college at all, and you're like, oh, here's you don't know who has the hype. I'm telling you, you watch the games, the preseason games this far, they're pretty similar. And I gotta say, like I'm I'm super impressed. Zach Wilson throws like he's gonna be really good for this offense. Now, let's say two three years, the coaching staff doesn't work out well, and I think it will again because of you know Zach Wilson. If he's playing decent quarterback, it's gonna work just fine. But like, if they make a change at, at you know the coaching staff, I don't know that another offense would suit him. But he's really good there. The other guy that I think is interesting is Trey Lance. Um, you know, he gets a lot of hype. Obviously, I think what was he the number two or the number three pick for the San Francisco? I think he was number three. And um, and you know, he came out and he was raw. He looks okay to me. But I said the same thing about kind of like Patrick Mahomes. I wasn't the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan. I obviously am now. But I was like, yeah, he's going to take a while. I feel the same thing about Lance. And I've said this all along that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter there. Just like um, Alex Smith was the starter in Kansas City during um, during uh, Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. I think it's going to be the same kind of deal. And Trey Lance is going to have the benefit of learning for an entire year. I will say this. He makes plays happen on his feet, and he's more accurate than I think he gets credit for. Like People think he's like a quote-unquote a raw quarterback, which I just said he's raw. I think he's raw because not because he can't throw accurately, just because he's he didn't play last year basically in college. So uh, that that is going to be to his detriment. But if he can just have a year to learn behind that offensive system, like next year he'll be able to start paying dividends. I'm telling you, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, by the way, for Chicago, um, Trevor Lawrence, all of those guys, all of them are significantly better than Jordan Love for the Green Bay Packers. Already. Yes. So... Uh, Green Bay, you better be kissing Aaron Rodgers' feet and hoping, hoping that he'll stay back. By the way, San Francisco, it, their odds are really good to win the Super Bowl. I think I talked about this last week. Bavada has them at plus fourteen hundred to win the Super Bowl, um, and I think that's um, I think that's a nice play. I actually think that's a fair play. I was a little disappointed. I thought they'd be at like plus two thousand or something like that. Green Bay is at plus twelve hundred to win the Super Bowl. And by the way, I know I've been saying this week in and week out. Pittsburgh is at plus four thousand to win the Super Bowl according to Bavada. And um, that is just larceny. That that is, the, <laughs> I, I look, Sam at plus four thousand. I'll give you a couple of teams at plus four thousand along with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Arizona Cardinals. Okay, you get Kyler Murray and the hype. I get it. The Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins and the defense that can't you know stop a nosebleed. They're at plus four thousand. The Denver Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew wow. Lockett quarterback. 
at plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers, arguably the best defense in the league. And I know TJ Watt's you know currently holding out. You got the arguably the best defense in the league. Their special teams is always good. Ben Roethlisberger's won two Super Bowls. The reason they, they kind of fell off a cliff last year is because they couldn't and wouldn't run. They have a new offensive system. This Najee Harris looks to me like he's going to be Le'Veon Bell, possibly better than Le'Veon Bell in his prime. They're going to be very, very good. Pittsburgh Steelers' Bavada has at plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. I, I just can't believe it. Other teams that are better than them. The Los Angeles Chargers at plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl. So we're, as a betting community, we're saying, oh, yes, the Chargers have better odds to win the Super Bowl. The New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill at plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Both favored over the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. I'll give you another one. Dallas Cowboys. What? Yikes, yikes. Dallas Cowboys at plus 2,800 to win the Super Bowl. Cleveland Browns, you know, they're getting some hype, plus 1,600. Baltimore Ravens at plus 1,400. So basically, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bovada has as the third best team right now in in the AFC North, which I think is, I'm telling you, man, it's grand larceny. You want you want a good futures pick to win the Super Bowl. You like to bet these futures lines. Pittsburgh Steelers plus four thousand. That's your pick. And what do we think? Like, is this Ben's last year? Like, what, uh, what you know, I think he's like, in the year to year at this point. Um, you know, yeah. he, look, he's no Tom Brady. You know, the NFL is taking right. a toll on this dude's body. Um, I don't know though, because here's the thing: is like, I really this is what to me the most underrated storyline in the NFL season. This is what fantasy football does is. Fantasy football has seen the last two years with Randy Feekner calling plays. And they're like, oh, Pittsburgh, they're just going to be dink and dunk. They're just going to throw to Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And they're going to be you know, six yards and in and blah, blah, blah. This offense is different, man. I'm telling you, they're, they're putting Najee Harris in the backfield more. The guy, one of the things I look for in rookie running backs is can you actually pass block? He's a three-down back. He's going to be a three-down back. And um, he catches the ball really well out of the outfield. He blocks, which is huge, and he runs tough. And Pittsburgh is going to commit to the run, which is going to basically mean that this team in December, January, February, they're going to be a much tougher team because they can control clock and they have that defense that can pin their ears back and rush a quarterback. So you look at Roethlisberger. Is this his last year? I don't know. Like If his body can handle it, I don't know why he would quit. Because this is probably the best, and the last year's team was good. This is probably the best Steelers team he's had since his Super Bowl runs. So yeah. it, I think it's going to be hard for Big Ben to walk away. Yeah. I just wonder if they would have some sort of push to really make it if they thought it was his last his last hurrah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And he, I don't. to be fair, I don't think he don't knows think either. He knows. You know? Yeah. I feel like he was talking about quitting like two, three years ago, and now it's kind of like... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I think happens. like basically, yeah. I think once Le'Veon and and um, Antonio Brown left town, I think like things got better for him. I think he, I, 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 I'm going to blame everything on Antonio Brown. Yeah, because that's kind of what I do in this show. But Antonio Brown, by the way, is going to be very good this year. Of course, if you're a fantasy he is. football player. Tampa Bay, by the way, the second best odds to win the Super Bowl at plus six hundred, according to Bavada, and. Uh, I think that's the smart money. I think Tampa Bay is better than last year. My my prediction still holds Tampa Bay versus Buffalo in the Super Bowl. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I think the Chiefs' reign ends this year. I don't I don't love what I'm seeing from them. I, their running game is better. I, I love a, run, a team that can run. 
And, you know, I know Andy Reid with the family stuff and the DUI and all that stuff. He was shell-shocked, you know, going into the Super Bowl last year. But I'm just a little uncomfortable with that offense with the receivers there. Yeah. You know? Teams have a good game plan against them, so Kansas City needs to adapt. They're going to be good. They're going to win their division. They're going to be a, a big player. I just think Buffalo, with what they did defensively in the offseason, I just think they're. I think they they just got a little bit better. You know, so uh, we'll see, man. Margins are thin up there. It's going to be. It's going to be good, man. I think we're we got. I'm looking through here. As the Rams are getting some good cred because of Stafford and all that, you know, I think the top like I think there's probably like eight teams that can win the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be great, Sam. Great. When does it start, man? When does the season officially start? Uh, it's the like the second Two Monday weeks. of the month. So uh, oh, okay. so what? Next week is Labor Day. It's the or I shouldn't say Monday. Sorry, it's the second Sunday of the month. So next week mm-hmm. is Labor Day. Um, no, it's not. It's like three weeks away. Sorry, Sam. We're three weeks mm-hmm. away now. So we got the final preseason game, then you got like a two weeker. Two-week, okay. Yeah. I know college football is going to be starting soon. I haven't even yeah, started thinking soon. about that, really. Alabama, yes, you know, is going to win. Next weekend or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have I 60 am. players that are better than everybody else's top 10 players. They, you know? they, and one of their guys is making a million dollars. Their damn quarterback. <laughs> yeah, is he really? He's making seven figures on the NIL, man. Crazy. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, he's a quarterback for Bama, you know, might as well. This is this is the new college football. It's basically going to be it's basically going to be a professional league, you know. Yeah, it's wild, wild west, man. I think and that they have um, no idea like how to, you know, I, I don't especially right now because there's no kind of like like rules or governing bodies or mm-hmm. anything about like that. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> it's kind of it's wild, wild west out there. You know, I don't love it. I think that basically, you know, like, look, the Olympics, right? The Olympics, if you're like a professional athlete, you're not supposed to be able to play, although the NBA, you know, the NBA players do. But, you know, for years it was like that. It just, what this does is teams like, of course, Alabama, you know, teams with heavy boosters in the South, Notre Dame is going to be another one of these, these rich schools, now are going to be able to play and sponsor their athletes. This is a professional league now. Well, in, in, in the NCAA, they could, I mean, they could have jumped out ahead of this and just started paying, you know, giving the guys a little bit of, you know, trickling it down to all the sports. They make billions and billions of dollars. They yeah. could have easily broken off, you know, 500 bucks a month for, you know, players and stuff. And now you're going to get into this part where, you know, it's just, it's just a wild, wild west. Yeah, it's going to be a disparity. It's basically like a mini professional league and, you know. The Alabamas, the teams. The, here's the, the interesting thing: is the teams on top now. It's like the timing's perfect for them because they're always going to be good, you know. Because they have that un, not unfair, but you know they have this advantage now because they're so good now that they're going to be there. Like if if this happened 30 years ago, Notre Dame would never be out, out of the top, right? And right. they could still get in there because they have their money. But you know, Alabama 30 years ago, they weren't good. You know, they were a crummy team. This is before Nick Saban, after Bear Bryant. They were not a good team 30 years ago. You know, FSU right. would always be good. Now, you've seen FSU is, you know, not that great anymore, at least, per, you know, perennially or whatever. But Right. You know, it's just, it's going to be wild. And then you see, like, all this stuff with Texas and Oklahoma going to SEC, yeah. and it's all about money. It is all about money. And they're creating, the SEC is basically the professional league, and... You got like the, a couple of good teams in the ACC and all that stuff, but the creme de la creme is going to be the SEC, especially with these other big schools coming over. 
And it's all going to be about, you know, which look, if you're a high school blue chip prospect, why are you, why would you go to central Michigan and not get money? Right. Yeah. So, you know, college football, I've been away from it for a while, so it doesn't break my heart or anything, but it's kind of done. And I wish they would just create two leagues, a true amateur league where nobody gets any money and then a professional league. And I think that these state schools where taxpayer dollars is going into these state schools to pay, I, I that needs, that needs to, to change every single state that needs to change because state school money shouldn't be going to professional sports leagues without a return going back to the taxpayer. Right, right. right. Because all the profit goes to the universities. They're getting funded by all this stuff. It's socialism, you know. The Southern United States, Sam, they don't like socialists. That's this what this has turned into. What they're going to say is that you know the kids aren't getting paid by the school. They're going to get, you know, they're getting endorsement deals based on other stuff, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's ways around it. But what I'm going to see is like, okay, what about you know the middle you know, the, the center for Alabama, who's not touching anything, you know, he's going to start getting jealous, you know, like that, you know, like this dude is making a million dollars and now he's going to have to, you know, does he have to start taking care of his O line, you know, like, you know, much like a professional league, like, Oh shit, I'm getting all this. Like I got to take care of these guys or they're going to be like, screw this guy, man. Like, let him get, let him get hit. Let him get, you know? And I honestly think right now it's like, Wow, wow, Wes. I don't think eventually, like, some of these guys will be making what people think they would be making because you actually have to have a return on it. And how much can a college kid actually do, you know, um, to promote or to be viable at this point? You know, you you can have some dumb kid that does TikTok sell your stuff way more than maybe it's you true. could have a, a star athlete. You know, because they're much more visible and they know how to do the the stuff. Like, if I'm going to put my money anywhere, I don't know if I'm going to put it in a athlete that can't even talk. Like, I'd much rather, you know, cause some people don't care about that as much anymore. It's going to be really weird. I, I just want to see where this goes in, like, 10 years and what this looks like, you know. Yeah. And that's why all the old guys, you know, the, the old school guys are bouncing. Right. Like we had enough, you know, that's why coach K's bouncing. That's why Roy Williams is bouncing. That's why Jim Beheim, as soon as his kids are done playing for him, is going to bounce. Yeah. Right. Like you just have these guys that are like, I oh, mean, this is just too dumb. It's a lot of work to try to, you know, keep up with this too. Yeah. And, and I don't have the odds in front of me, but obviously, you know, Bavada has Alabama as the odds on uh, favorite to, to win the NCAA championship. And why yes, wouldn't they, they always be, right? are? Yes. Yes. Or a machine. The machine, that's right. A machine. Um, I think we could probably end it there, man. You got anything else for the uh, for the group? I don't, man. Everyone just be good. Stay healthy. Be safe. There you go. That's the, that's the thing. Be good to one another. Catch you next week. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports holic. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. 
Reppin' the 407 Old Town And 9-4s when they met, now they hold it down Talking life, talking real social issues All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO And don't get him started on Gooch Givens They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast, cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are 